you're tuned in to the Restaurant Rockstars podcast. Powerful ideas to rock your restaurant. Here's your host, Roger Bodwin. Hey there, it's Roger here. You know, we all need new restaurant equipment from time to time for a variety of reasons. Maybe you're putting a new menu together and you just have to have that latest piece of equipment that's going to dazzle your customer with a new dish. Maybe something just crashed and it went down and you can't repair it. It's old, it's tired, and you need to replace it. In the past, we've had a couple of choices. We could go online and sort of source this stuff, or we could go out to a couple of different dealers. You could look at new, you could look at used. You kind of kick the tires and see if it's going to work for you. Well, in today's episode, there's a different way of sourcing equipment that I think you'll find intriguing and worthy of your attention. It's actually an online marketplace where multiple bidders that want your business will source exactly what you're looking for and give you their best price. And it's up to you whether you rent it or lease it to own it or lease it and return it. You got different options today. So food for thought, check out today's episode. I think you'll be interested. Welcome back everyone to the Restaurant Rockstars podcast, engaging topics that help restaurants rock their profits, build their brands, deliver amazing guest service experiences, and now how to get equipment, okay? I'm really excited today. My guest is Mr. James Tritton. He's from a company called Quipped. And our episode today is all about the different ways we can source equipment for our restaurant, hotel, and hospitality business. Welcome, James. How are you? Doing wonderful, Roger. How are you today? Great. I'm so glad you're, you're here on the podcast. This is a really interesting concept. It kind of caught me sideways. And, uh, you know, it's an a-traditional way of doing business from the way I did business for 20-plus years. And you, and you offer operators lots of different ways that they can source equipment. So I do know that this is a business-to-business marketplace for all types of equipment, no matter what your industry, but your particular focus is on the restaurant and hospitality industry. Is that correct? Correct, yes. Awesome. So let's talk about, I always ask people, how did you get into this crazy restaurant business? Did you have a food service background? Did you ever work in restaurants? You know, how did you become director of food service for Quipped? Certainly. No, I appreciate it. In fact, I have, a, I have a hunch that if you beat me to the punch, you might have taken this job because I think it's probably similar in a sense. Um, so actually, I worked for Marriott Hotels for 27 years. Now, the only difference is, truthfully, the, uh, the majority of my background was in audiovisual. Um, I was an event manager as well as a banquet manager and a sales manager towards the end of that career, um, which all that led into the food service side of things. But honestly, I got to be truthful with you, is it was in the audiovisual world that for me, Quipped would have been, you know, it literally on my phone, in my pocket at all times, I would have been ready to get equipment there all the time. And that's where I kind of would gather, like you had said, in your experience, you probably, you know, wish you had this tool such as Quipped. Yes. If, if I remember um, when, when I first learned of the job opening, and at the time, it actually wasn't specific to food service. Uh, I'll explain that quickly in a, in a moment. But basically, it was just simply a, a job for a, a sales role. Supplier acquisition was the focus. We were just building that supplier base. We were just receiving so much demand across many different verticals. I actually assumed that I was being hired because of the audiovisual experience. Uh, that's where I had so much uh, experience from renting equipment, if you will. But um, what ended up happening was that the, the, the food service industry found Quipped, basically. Um, Quipped was originally developed to be a marketplace, uh, for, uh, specifically for renting equipment. 
And and then back about four or five years ago, when when Roger, uh, sorry, is there an opportunity to cut? <laughs> is there an opportunity to cut or edit? Yeah, no worries. Well, I was going to say because that's horrible for me to miss our CEOs. Uh, so we'll go with this. Uh, back about. About uh, four or five years ago, when Robert Prevo, our CEO, started Quip, he was focused on the laboratory and medical industries with rentals. Um, from there, we then had customers that asked us about leasing equipment. So now we've changed the marketplace to open up different options with leasing equipment. And then from there, we started attracting a great amount of different demand from different verticals. So basically, we, we positioned ourselves to be experts with digital marketing and sales. We developed a, a, a dedicated pool of customers, if you will. So, we, you know, we've got dedicated customers that are coming to Quip, and now they're coming to us asking for all sorts of things that we're not even representing. And that's more or less how the food service kind of came our way. Whoa. So by the time I came on board or by the time I was hired, I was basically presented with, you know, this opportunity of, listen, we've got a lot of demand out here for food service, and we'd really like somebody, you know, that can kind of take this and run with it. Having had that banquet experience, and you know, I've I was well, I've been welcomed in the kitchen by many chefs at the Marriott. Let's all say it that way. You know, so I, I may not know every single thing that's happening in there, but you know, I, I definitely was comfortable in the kitchen behind the line when needed. Um, that kind of gave me some familiarity with it, you know. But honestly, equipped in every direction in any vertical, we we truly, truly depend on our suppliers to be the experts in all the verticals. So in all cases. I mean, I've, I've just positioned myself to have great working relationships with our suppliers. They're, they're really our experts, if you will. You know, what we're experts at is just what I said, that, um, you know, creating the digital demand and, and, the, and the supply and having the supply behind that to satisfy the customer. So, so basically, um, there was a sales job. It was open. It was equipped. You know, I was looking for I was I was still employed in the hotel industry, and this came online. To me, it just looked like a really powerful tool, and I just simply said, I, I got to be a part of this. I had, I had no clue what was ahead of me. You know, I told my wife, look, after 27 years, I'm going to give this a shot and try something different. It was really exciting. Um, the team equipped, uh, they found great value in what I had already accomplished with the hotel industry, felt that really applied. So I, I was certainly very fortunate, you know, to, to have that opportunity. hospitality experience with a top leading company, you might say, on a global basis. And now this is a global marketplace Correct. for all types of restaurant equipment. So you have many different options on how you source this, and we'll get into that in a moment. But let's, I mean, I mentioned earlier that it's a business-to-business -business marketplace. So, so a restaurant today or a hotel or any of the audience listening that's looking for a certain piece of equipment literally will acquire that equipment through the marketplace from another business that has it. And there's uh, either a short term, it's a downtime for that company, or they want to get rid of it altogether. So you got multiple options. So am I correct so far? Yeah, absolutely. In fact, I'm, I'm thinking, all right, Roger, you got, you got to join our team because you, you certainly understand how to explain it. And truthfully, when I do meet anybody for the first time and I explain what we're offering, as simple as you said it is as simple as I like to explain it. it it's an equipment marketplace where businesses that need equipment are paired up with businesses that have equipment. Um, there's sort of a, a new level to equip that's uh, being introduced this year, actually in the near weeks ahead. Um, and it basically presents Quip to be a three-spoke marketplace. So you've got the customers, you have the suppliers, and then the other part of it is that there will be a marketplace for the lending partners. And that would be where, that's very specific for the leasing opportunities, which is one of many different ways to obtain equipment. But if a customer should want that as a resource, now Quip is not only the marketplace for them to source 
the multiple items of equipment. But then now we can take, once that deal has been made, we can actually source multiple types of funding for them from different lending partners and give them options to select from, which really proves to be a great value for not only the customer, but even the suppliers as well. All right, so let's just say I'm a restaurant and I need equipment. And this particular solution is gonna solve lots of problems for me. So I wanna know what problems it's gonna solve and how it's gonna do that. Certainly, it's, if anything, time is, I would like to believe time is a, is a big one. Um, yeah, always. Yeah, and I think the other side of it is, is, is the relationships that we've already established. And I guess if anything, um, that's why I, I speak about that a restaurateur, you know, would have to go out and source all these different suppliers to find these different quotes and different options. A, a great example, you know, would be where somebody comes to us asking for equipment A from manufacturer A, but I've got 10 other suppliers that'll literally give 10 other options that they never thought were, you know, something to consider without naming names. You know, like we all kind of reference shoes as, you know, I'll get a pair of Nikes, right? It's a common brand or tissues or Kleenex, right? Yes. There are common brands in the food service industry that might be used from time to time. And a lot of the customers may not realize oh well, there's actually a great amount more, you know, options to consider. And so I think that's a real beautiful thing that present, the presents as a great benefit to the, to the customer, to the end user is being able to educate them and provide more information than perhaps they were even aware of for options to consider. Um, a, a good example, perhaps on the rental side of what we do, um, often we get customers that need to rent refrigeration units. And in their mind, you know, they're like, I just need to rent a refrigerator. Simple as that, just, you know, maybe a three door, two door, whatever it may be. Mm -hmm. After talking with us, we might learn of uh, what the application is, what they're doing, and realize that actually a rental walk-in trailer might be a better solution. Perhaps they were going to be exhibiting at a, at a fair and they're going to be outside. Well, those trailers are actually built to be outside, you know, versus an indoor unit. Oh, yeah. So I think that's sort of the other benefit is having this great, you know, array of suppliers that have, have again, they're the experts, you know, they've, they've educated us. It allows us now to present so many new options to customers that they just simply weren't aware of. Um, the time part of it, I guess, like I actually started that to me, like that's the most obvious. And I, I can't tell you how many chefs are calling us or, or putting in a request for quote on the, on the site asking for, you know, equipment X, Y, and Z, whatever they may need. And, you know, they're, they're simply, they want to get back in the kitchen. They want to cook. They've got a, a big party tonight, whatever it may be. They love to cook. They don't, they don't want to be shopping. <laughs> they don't want to be in front of the computer. And so I think that's kind of the other benefit that, that a lot of customers, again, end users find of great value is they literally put in one request with Quip. I mean, it's as simple as putting in an email and it can be very raw with basic information. You know, one door, refrigerator, here are the dates, here are the city, the city I'm in. You know, and we'll take it from there and we'll put the request out. So it makes it very quick and easy for that end user to put one request out and get multiple quotes back. Okay, this triggers lots of questions. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right, good. Just to reiterate what you said, if I go back in time, you know, 5, 10, 15 years, yes, it took a lot of my time. I had to go to, you know, I had options too. I mean, we've got our food service suppliers that sometimes are an option for new equipment. You've got um, used equipment dealers that have reconditioned equipment. They'll give you a 30-day warranty on something that they've taken in from a restaurant that went out of business and they went through it and they made sure it was still working and then they give you a price on it. And then you want to shop around a little bit. You don't want to buy the first thing you see. And all this takes lots and lots of time. So now you suddenly 
have an option throughout this marketplace to source and get multiple quotes on that piece of equipment. Let's just say it's a Hobart mixer for, you know, just for talking points sure. in my day. So is, is any of this stuff new? Is it all reconditioned? Is it a combination of both? So some quotes might be for maybe a leftover that an equipment dealer never sold from last year versus something that a business has that they're not using right now that might be a few years old and that's reflected in the price. All of the above. <laughs> All of the above. And that's, that's honestly, I think, the beautiful part behind it, right? It really gives the customers options. Um, what I'd share with you is a lot of uh, customers will come to Quipped looking to rent equipment. I, I think, unfortunately, I think sometimes they, they might get a sense from what Quipped is offering that perhaps I'm starting a new uh, restaurant and I don't have the capital to buy the equipment. And they may come to us thinking, you know, actually, I'm going to look to rent this equipment for the next year. While truthfully, that actually won't be the best financial option. You'll, you'll pay for the equipment literally three times over, if not more, by doing that, which we always kind of help educate the customers for that. Point being is, is a customer like that tells me that they're comfortable using used equipment, you know, last year's model, scratch yes. and dent, because they were going to get a rental item in the first place. Yeah. So if you were already in that position of I'm, I'm comfortable renting something that's used, the answer is yes, Quip can then get lease quotes for that sort of thing. So you're, you're not only saving the money on the fact that it's you know, a used item versus a new item, but now you're also not having to still bring up that capital up front or spend that capital up front. You can simply you know, you do a lease for the next two years ahead, putting just a little money aside every month to pay for that. And then at the end of it, you have the option to buy or not. Um, this kind of a unique thing with, with a lease itself is that you're technically, the design of a lease is that you're technically not obligated to buy it at the end. It's not, it's not necessarily required that you take ownership. Uh, in fact, the design of it is that the lending company offers you either what they call a dollar buyout, which is literally just what it is. Like you buy the equipment for $1 or they offer you buying it for a fair market value. And that's kind of more in line like a car lease that we're all familiar with, where it's very traditional. People give the car back at the end of that type lease because um, they don't want to pay that fair market value. On Quipped, the quotes that are presented to the customers are all written from the dollar buyout perspective, because 99% of the time, the customer is utilizing a lease ultimately to finance the equipment. So it's, it's working out well for them and it's solving their yeah. issues and it's in great shape and it's doing the job nine times out of 10, they're going to end up completing the transaction right. and owning it at the end. Yeah. Okay, so now we've got, we've got options. Let's talk about the pros and the cons of each. You can rent, which is primarily for short term or a seasonal location. You've got leasing or you've got, you know, lease it and you're ultimately going to own it and it's, right? So there are certain yeah. cons to each. Yeah, exactly. Um, ultimately, Equipped is designed to attract uh, or provide, I should say, opportunities for renting and leasing. In the rental world, as you said, short term, uh, my fryer's out, the, the walk-in's down, I'm doing some work on it, you know, I need a cooler out back for a couple of months, something like that. That's a great solution. Um, we actually have uh, various retail chains that use us where, again, they may be uh, cooking a rotisserie, oven, uh, rotisserie chickens, right? So their oven is out now and they can't sell the chickens for the time being while the oven's out. So they'll utilize Quipped as a service to rent that equipment temporarily in place so they can continue to sell chickens while they're sick. So that's, that's a great example for it. Or like you said, seasonal. Christmas time's coming up, or well, I, guess, well, I suppose for us, right, what it's, uh, Memorial Day's coming, July 4th, the summer season's coming ahead. So perhaps you're gonna start doing some more outdoor you know, barbecuing outside the restaurant, something like that. 
and you don't want to drag your equipment out from the kitchen for that, yeah, you could rent equipment for that sort of thing. Uh, the holiday season, though, that's, that was definitely evident where a number of like ovens would be rented. And that's exactly what the restaurant said is we're, we're looking to produce, you know, larger quantities over this time frame. So we just temporarily need some extra, you know, power, if you will. Um, so that's a great option for renting. So, so then the next, like I said, uh, there are customers that often feel, you know, they're going to try this rental world to open up a new kitchen. Not exactly the solution uh, that is, is going to work out in their favor. But that's where, again, the education kind of then leads to let's talk about leasing. Uh, and that's where, again, that three-spoke marketplace that we've developed allows then the customer to have multiple options for considering leasing with us, not just simply one. And I think that's where many of the suppliers that partner with Quip, that's where they find us to be of great value as well. Is, you know, many, actually, all of our suppliers, they either have a brick and mortar or they have their own e-commerce platform already. Quip is simply an additional area for them to extend you know, their outreach, right? Well, what happens with a lot of suppliers is that they'll utilize Quip as a tool for their own business alone because of that marketplace that we have for the lending platform, for the lending side of it, where perhaps they're trying to work a deal with a direct customer they may have mm -hmm. and their resources, unfortunately, may not be able to establish the funding. Well, that's where Quip can come in and then actually serve as a resource for that, for that customer and that supplier directly, which is, which is really nice. Um, but that then, so that's the benefit of, of leasing is going to be that you're going to be able to get a lot of equipment for a lower payment per month. You know, any of your investment capital that you have, you can focus on, you know, the real estate, the building, things like that of that level and use, use your monthly payments that you're going to be, you know, making throughout the next couple of years to pay for the equipment that's, that's producing your sales in the back. So are you presenting, I'm trying to get my arms around how this information is presented to the end user. So let's just say, I'm going back to that Hobart mixer example. Now I put that out there and let's just say, I'm gonna, I'm thinking about, you know, leasing this thing to owning it. And I know that there's multiple monthly options or, you know, you can do 24 to 60 months on this sort of thing. And now I'm getting multiple quotes and the, Prices are going to be all different based on the leasing terms, based on uh, this guy has something, but, you know, he's only available to rent it on a short term, so he doesn't even enter the equation. But then I've got several other people that I can compare based on my parameters of, you know, whether I want a 24, a 60, a 48, all that sort of thing. Yep. I, yeah. What's that? I, I just want to make sure... I want that question to be clear so I don't confuse the audience because I'm trying to put myself in the audience's shoes saying I need a piece of equipment and I want to go through this process and I want to see how many options I get and what the costs are based on my needs and parameters in terms of how long I want to lease this or how long I want to rent it if it is a short-term thing. And then there's all the logistical questions that are popping into my head like, you know, is it, it's obviously quicker to get something the next state over than it is to get it from Bangladesh if it happens to be in the marketplace. And then it's obviously cheaper to get it from the next state over versus 10 states over and the shipping and the delivery and the timing. And I got a million questions for you and I'm bombarding <laughs> them. I'll tackle them one at a time. And if you need clarification, I'll <laughs> All right, that, that's, that's, that's excellent. So, I, I think I think I, I think I know where to go with this to answer it clearly for you. So, when a customer is presented their quotes from the suppliers, mm -hmm. uh, they're going to be presented in a fashion on base, It's going to start off based on how the customer presented their request. So, if the customer asked for rental options, 
then the quote form is, is, is created in a way that enables the supplier to send a quote that presents just that. Here's rental options based on per day, per week, per month. Um, it even gives them the ability to present a rent to own option if the supplier should see that as, as something they want to present. As added um, value, perhaps. You would say, say that again? As added value, if they want to, if they right. want to be selected as the supplier of choice, they're going to try and sweeten the deal in certain ways. Yeah, yeah exactly. So because we cover so many different business verticals, the, the quoting tool uh, for the supplier to use, it's extremely robust. It gives them a lot of options of things to put in and build and create. They're not all required. It, it all just depends on the supplier and what they want to present as an option. So as you said, if they want to present a rent-to-own option, they can. They don't have to, though. Sure. But it all starts with how the customer presents the request. Their, first, their two questions are simply going to be, you know, do you want to rent it or do you want to lease it? And within the leasing, it's defined as financing. It's kind of another word that we use. Yep. Trying to build a little understanding that yeah. leasing through Quip is, is with a bank. It's not directly with the supplier. It's with a bank. So, okay. so, so with the, the lease quote, uh, the other side of that, uh, for the supplier, they have two options to fill in the rent or the lease. On the lease quote, it's actually very simple. Um, the supplier simply puts in the sale price for what they would have sold it. So what they're going to sell it for at their store, if it's you know, $5,000 for that mixer, they're going to plug in this $5,000 on that sale price. What we do as Quip to, to standardize everything from the customer point of view is we take that, that number from the supplier and we actually translate it through our system through the rates that our lending partners have given us and we present the customer with an average of what those two-year, three-year, four-year, five-year terms are going to look like. Now, hopefully most people know this, and it's kind of standard knowledge. A lease, uh, the, the actual rates with a lease are not going to really be presented until a customer submits, submits an application. Right. So the goal is to give them an understanding of a ballpark price up front. So that's what the quote form does. So if I were selling you that Hobart and say it was $5,000, you're not going to see that. You're going to see simply the lease payments of, okay, I can get this Hobart for Payments of $200, $300, $400, whatever the, whatever the breakdown is going to be based on that average of rates from all of our suppliers or I'm sorry, all of our lending partners. Gotcha. So we do that work. We do that kind of translation on behalf of the supplier to the customer for them. The customer then sees that. And if they're excited about that, then the next step is that they would go into a lease application. And from there, that's where they're going to learn the actual terms of what their lease would be. Um, it also gives them the option at that point to select if they're going to go with two-year, three-year, four-year, five-year. And truthfully, if they even have further requests, that's their time to negotiate that. Um, currently, we have a customer that you know, requested a one-year lease. So great. We, we were able to accommodate that with our lending partners. Um, so, but at that point, that's when we, we present those options to the customer. It's, it's, it's a timing oh. of the process. So I submit a request to Quip for a Hobart mixer. How long before I get a whole series of quotes back? Roughly about 24 to 48 hours. That's kind of the standard that we, we see from our suppliers. That's what they demonstrate. Um, all of our suppliers are very engaged to the platform. So they receive the, the request, goes out to them via email. And I'd say most of them are very uh, quick to, you know, within two, four hours, their, their goal is to try to get a quote back to the customer. Um, I believe it's at a 48-hour interval. If there are no quotes, then that's where our team becomes more engaged to it. There's sort of a reminder that alerts us. Yeah. that kind of says, hey, this, this request doesn't have any quotes. And so yeah, then we'll start. 
yeah, we'll start making more calls on behalf of the customer to the suppliers and looking for that to, to make sure that they receive something. In okay. addition, though, to all that, <laughs> just to be truthful, in addition to this process that we're talking about with these requests for quotes, customers also have the ability to even just source equipment right on Quip. So suppliers, some suppliers, not all suppliers, and that's an important thing to know, but some suppliers have chosen to actually list equipment on Quip. So you as a customer could go source an ice machine and you're going to find, you know, a couple of dozen ice machines there and you might find exactly what you were looking for. Maybe your buddy, you know, told you to pick this particular make and model. You might find it represented and you can actually just go ahead and write, apply into getting a lease application right there for that particular piece of equipment. Or if it were a rented item, same thing. A lot of the suppliers that offer rental solutions, it's noted where the city of origin is for the equipment. So if you're in Baltimore, Maryland, and you happen to see, hey, there's a lot of equipment here in this area to rent, you know, you could, you could just order it right from there without actually having to put a request out to the network. Okay. Let's talk about the timing. Once the operator, the restaurant, hotel operator, whatever, decides, yes, I want to go with this particular equipment from this particular vendor, how long does it normally take before it's in the restaurant or hotel operating? Well, there's, there's, as you would know, of course, there's, there's a lot of variables. So um, what I'll share with you, the part of it that's new on the Quip side of it is going to be just as you said, from the point of saying this is the equipment I want, and I'm going to say that's the lease application. At that yeah. point, you've made the decision to move forward. Then there's it, the bank financing piece, right? Credit well, and all this kind of thing. Yeah, and that's, 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 the, that's the unknown part. I think that's what we're talking about, really. Because basically what it is, is, is from the lease application, we've got to get all the way to the bank paying the supplier for the equipment. That would be the equivalent of you walking into the store and handing somebody cash. So that's, that's the big variable right there. I've seen it happen as quick as two days. I've seen it go as, you know, as long as a week. Okay. So you know, that's, that's a factor. And so when in the, in the equipment world in general, we talk about lead times. What I always tell customers is whenever the supplier quotes a lead time, that lead time is truly not going to start until about two business days after the customer has signed the paperwork for the lease. Because they sign the paperwork, they turn it into the bank, the bank now has to issue payment to the supplier. And I've seen that that could take a day or two, depend, just depending on various relations. But that may add a little delay. So the, the verbiage I've always shared is, you sign the paperwork, give us two days, and that's where the lead time is going to start. So if the, if the supplier said, I've got the Hobart on the shelf and we're ready to ship, then great. Then you're going to have it just a, you know, a day or two momentarily after that. Um, if it's something like a pizza oven that's going to be manufactured you know, by Baker's Pride right up in the factory, you know, then that's got about a three, four-week lead time at, at times. So that, that's a little different. Um, but all of that is communicated and discussed with the, with the customer between us and the supplier, so they're fully aware of that information. Okay, is cost of shipping built into the lease itself? 99% of the time it is. Um, if, a, if, a, if a customer were to ask for it not to be, they certainly could pay uh, cash or credit, however they want it. They could pay individually for that. Okay. Traditionally, though, it is wrapped into the lease. All right, very, very, very good. And how much of the pricing or the terms are negotiable? If someone says, I want $5,000 for this Hobart mixer you're going to lease to own over a period of time, can someone say, well, I'll offer you $4,500 and I'll pay for it over time? Or does that ever happen? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, everything's negotiable. It's, it's a marketplace, right? Beautiful. So the, the customers and the suppliers always have direct communication with each other. They can always come through us as well, but they have the ability to talk back and forth with each other. 
and, and yes, I've seen many customers challenge back and saying, actually, I'd love to work with you, but you know, I, I'm happy to offer this instead. Um, and I, I actually have to be honest, I think in every case I've ever seen it challenged, I think the suppliers have said, okay, you know, all right. And they're, they're in a leveraged position because if you've got multiple quotes for the same piece of equipment, you've got multiple quotes for the same piece of equipment. So this guy, yeah. I, like, I like what you have. I really want to get your piece because I think it might be in a little better condition, but this will work for me. It's a few hundred dollars less or whatever the case may be. What do you think? And blah, blah, blah. There you go. You're yeah. off the negotiation. You know, the great thing that I've witnessed many times is that it's not about price on our, our marketplace. It's the, I tell this to our suppliers all the time that the success on Quip for them as a supplier is no different than anything they learn. And, and I always like to word this as the sales 101 training we all went through, right? The more engaged you are, the more responsive you are, all of those type things. So right. I have seen many suppliers win, win business right. with a higher price point just simply by being an engaged supplier, just by answering the questions putting an attractive quote out that is, you know, you can read it and it has the information that you want. So yeah, it's, it, you know, sometimes the, the customer does make the decision based on price. Hey, I've got multiple options, but sometimes they make the decision just based on that honest relationship as we all, you know, do at times, right? This is a relationship business. And if you like Charlie versus Barry, you're going to go with them because of the service provided and you have a trust factor there. Definitely. I definitely like Charlie, by the way, better than Barry. <laughs> Okay, let's talk about let's talk about the trust factor. Now, chefs, owners, operators are finding things through this marketplace, but it's literally sight unseen. So, how about problems, issues, warranties, repairs, and maintenance? Let's go into that. How often that sort of thing comes up because the unexpected obviously happens from time to time. Even though a vendor believes that that equipment is in top-notch condition, as soon as it's on site, something goes wrong. How does all that work itself out? Certainly. Well, so I think it's important to know, as, you know in the beginning uh, with Quip, the, the goal, our goal is to connect the customers with suppliers. Our goal is never to take away that relationship. We're, our, our, we're a marketplace that connects these two. Uh, a, lot of, a lot of the guys in the office will often, we refer to ourselves as the match.com of equipment. Yes, <laughs> so, I can see that. That's great. Um, on many of the different quotes that the suppliers are sending, they're noting the warranty information, and it's no different than the manufacturer warranty. I've seen customers request back to the supplier, can you offer an extended warranty? And we can make those adjustments as needed. Now, I'm, I am speaking to specifically the opportunity of leasing or purchasing equipment, not necessarily the rental. Uh, the rental is, you know, going to be handled as any other rental would. That rental supplier is going to, you know, take care of their equipment as needed. Sure. And in those cases, Quip simply is the facilitator of that uh, communication as needed. If the customer happens to call us directly, then we'll get the supplier, you know, engaged and brought into it. But truthfully, whether it be a rental or whether it be this purchase lease opportunity, in all cases, the customer and the supplier, they, they're, they're provided each other's information. Once the deal is arranged, we're introducing the two parties. And I, truthfully, the customers are usually just calling the supplier directly at that point. So it would be no different than a customer going down to the local restaurant supply store and getting the equipment. And if something went wrong, if they felt inclined to go visit or call, it's no different. It's the same exact relationship. We're presenting them with the same connection with suppliers. Our suppliers are, you know, at this point nationwide in the food service industry. Eventually it'll be worldwide, but, but right now we're focusing on the, on the U.S. But they're nationwide, uh, and any of them that are on it that are, that are dealing on a national level, I mean, 
they're, they're playing in that sandbox because they're capable of servicing that sandbox. They're able to provide that service. That's yeah. why they're, they're there, if you will, in the first place. So, so yeah, it's, 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 it's very trusting in that sense. And again, as you said, um, I mean, we're, we're only working with businesses. It's not like we've got a guy, Bob, you know, with a bunch of equipment in his garage that we're using him as a, as a supplier. It's, it's all legitimate business. And often it's a lot of the same businesses that, you know, people would have found if they wanted to spend the time researching, you know, on their own. We're just doing the work for them ahead of time. The equipment that's available through Quipped, is it all the most common pieces? Are there any sort of hard to find or unusual items that are difficult to source? There are things that just aren't available or do you just tell your customers, you know, you name it, we can probably get it? The latter, and that's always our goal. Our goal is to find supply. If, if we do not have it, then we'll be upfront with the customer to say, listen, we built this marketplace, this is our goal. Give me a few days. I've got a, you know, we have a team of 15 people and, and we will put all resources on trying to find supply nationwide for, wherever, for whatever it may be. Uh, as a matter of fact, we're working right now with a young lady in Chicago who's got a snack uh, product that she's manufacturing and she needs the equipment to make that product. Wow. So it's not, not restaurant equipment. This is actually you know, food production equipment. Sure. And we've, we've got some great, really supportive, engaged suppliers that they're, they're on the case. You know, they're, they said, yes. Challenge accepted. Let's find this for this young lady. And, and, we, and as a matter of fact, I just got a text from her this morning saying, you know, you're, you're, you're a genius. You found it. Because <laughs> we did. We had some suppliers find exactly what she was looking for, and she couldn't figure it out. And that, that's always going to be our goal, whether it be food service, whether it be metrology, laboratory, any industry. The goal is to be a marketplace for customers to simply source what they need. Do you know offhand how many sort of hospitality food service customers you're serving right now with equipped equipment? Um, I'll I'll answer it this way. I would say on average per day, it's about 30 to 50 requests coming through the platform. No kidding. Just just in that service. Yeah. In that industry alone. Because like, I know that, you know, you guys handle all different, lots of different industries, but it's really awesome because restaurants and hotel operations are just a natural for this sort of thing. Right. Yeah. Agree. Yeah, fully agree. So it's been great. Now you work with franchise companies as well. Can we talk a little bit about franchising and how you specialize? Certainly. Um, twofold. One, I'll speak to two examples. Um, one of them, there's a particular franchise, a nationwide franchise, that all outlets needed to upgrade their equipment. Uh, particularly it was a coffee machine. We could speak to that. Um, it, they had the resource, the franchisor themselves had the resource to get the equipment. Um, what, so really, when they found out about Quip, it wasn't so much of that they needed a marketplace to find the equipment. They already had that part figured out. For them, the benefit was this, this uh, three-spoke marketplace that we, that we talked about a moment ago, where the benefit for them is that we're providing multiple options for the funding. So they already know what the equipment was. That was the easy part. Their supplier of the equipment had one service for funding, but if that didn't work, then you know, their franchisees were sort of, you know, out. They had to figure out how to come up with the, the money ahead of time. So Quip is able to offer that as a great benefit that, you know, because we've got a, such a large network of, of lending partners, obviously the odds are going to be significantly greater, you know, in their favor. There. And, and we have partners that are looking to, you know, make these, these sales come through. I mean, it's in their interest as well to, to win the business. So, um, so that, that, in that one particular case, that proved to be a great resource for them. Uh, the other side of it is we've seen franchises utilize our services where they did not, the franchisor did not want to mandate 
specific pieces of equipment, meaning you had to have all this one manufacturer, this is the only acceptable model. They wanted to give their franchisees an option to pick from. Mm -hmm. um, and in addition to that, they, they really wanted to give an option on even like the service, if you will. So for them, they not only saw Equipped as a benefit because we could provide multiple packages uh, for the equipment that they wanted, but then on top of that, there were multiple companies that the, the supplier, or sorry, the customer, the franchisee, could then choose to work with based on their own experience of who, you know, who they want to go with to service that account, if you will. From that, that franchisor is hoping to then grow and establish a dedicated relationship with one of those suppliers over time. But as the franchisor grows on a national level, they were in the position of, of not having the resources nationally to know where to get the equipment. They, in their local area before they were growing on a national level, you know, they had that account established. But to grow on a national level, they needed, they needed a, a marketplace such as Quip. So we're able to provide them, each of the franchisors, multiple choices of equipment. And then once they get into that, they, then, they, then from there, they have the multiple choices of the suppliers that they can kind of choose to work with of who they care to go with. In many of these cases, those suppliers are, are also, um, they're larger distributors of other items as well, say food as well. You know? and so the franchisee may find a reason to partner with one supplier versus the other. Um, and then thirdly, the last part of that again is the supply, sorry, the uh, franchisee now again has the option of the, of the financing. How do you want to pay for this? Yes. In some cases, the franchisee may just choose to buy the equipment outright and they have that ability on Quip. You're actually leasing equipment is not the only option for obtaining the equipment. If you're trying to own it, if you're trying to buy it, if you will, you also have the option to just simply buy it directly. And so in many cases, the franchisees, you know, they've established their own franchise loan, if you will, for their, for their outlet. They established that already through a bank. They already have the funding. So they have the capital to drop, you know, $50,000, $100,000 on equipment. So they don't necessarily need a, a lease with Quip. They can just simply click buy equipment now and they can buy the equipment. So that works out really well as well. So, so yeah, so there's, yeah, there's definitely some of the advantages of, of partnering on the franchise level with Quip. I think it provides a lot of resources for them. Mm -hmm. Let's talk about someone has a piece of equipment for a, pe you know, a period of time, whether they're renting. So we already know that the shipping cost is part of the rental or the lease, but then it gets sent back. So that has to be built in as well if it gets sent back, if they don't keep it or buy it outright. In the, in the rental marketplace or the rental quotes, um, the supplier actually can quote the return shipping as well as part of the original quote. So all of that can technically be paid for in advance. Right. Um, because we're working in a business-to-business -business environment, many of the, the end users, the customers, they actually have their own means to ship equipment. Uh, often many of the, 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 again, the customers we're working with are such large corporations that they've got shipping accounts. You know? So actually the customer can inform the supplier, you know, hey, I've got shipping covered. We'll, we'll pay for it on our own with our account. So that happens as well from time to time. In the, the leasing side of it or sales side of it, that's, you know, more of just buying it directly and the shipping is coming. Usually it's, you know, it's right drop ship from the manufacturer. So if the manufacturer is not including shipping in the sale price automatically, as we talked about that shipping price is already figured in there. Gotcha. Um, in those cases, if, if, if you might be speaking to where in the, at the end of the five year term, the customer decides they don't want to buy the equipment, you know, even if it's not for the dollar, if it was for the fair market value that we spoke of, in that case, the return actually goes to the bank. It doesn't go to the supplier because uh, the bank is who bought the equipment from right. the supplier at the beginning. So, yeah. but yeah, so that, uh, that answers what you're, 
ask you for there? So get online, pick up the phone, check out what's available, get your quotes, all that sort of thing. A little bit of time goes by, you get approved for your, you know, your lease option. And then it just shows up on a truck and you roll it in, you plug it in and plug it to propane or whatever and off and running, huh? Yep. Ready to go. You get equipped, right? <laughs> the different equipment, obviously different weights and how equipment is protected, whether it, uh, that Hobart mixer, you know, is, is it always in a crate or uh, refrigeration comes in a cardboard box? Is it ever just a standalone piece that gets forklift off a truck into your facility? Is it, is it, all, is it all different? Yeah, yeah. Those conversations are what we often see between the customer and the supplier during that quoting phase. Um, often you'll see lift gate charges quoted within the, like the lease, that for example. I ask, yeah. Yeah, so depending on what the equipment is, the supplier can quote that to the customer. Um, but as I, as I just noted, um, really the majority of the time equipment is being drop shipped from the manufacturer. So to that point of it being crated, well protected, the answer is yes. It's coming right from the manufacturer. For any of the suppliers that are selling used equipment, yes, they would, the supplier would be responsible for crating the equipment. It's probably going to be a charge they're going to pass on to the customer. And the customer can ask for all of that information. I've seen customers request, can I see photographs of the crate that you're shipping in, just so they, you know, they're aware of you know, ensuring that's protected, that sort of thing. Let me go back to that warranty question or guarantee that what I'm actually ordering or selected is going to work for me. And let's just say I, you know, I plummet, I pipe it, I plug it in, and within a week or so, I'm having trouble with it. And then I got to call in a, a local repair person that specializes in that equipment. Is it always between the customer and the vendor that they were communicating with it to work out some sort of an arrangement where this isn't working. I've got a bill for 600 bucks to fix this. You have to make good on that. Do you ever intervene as the, you know, the intermediary? Does it ever come to that or that's just not necessary? Yes. Uh, the answer is yes, for sure. We're happy to, if, if, if we can provide support to either the customer or the supplier, we're happy to, to be there for either part. In all cases, the action is going to come from the supplier. They're the ones that's talking with the manufacturer. And in fact, that really kind of leans towards what I was referring to with the, the franchise opportunities and those relationships. That is often what the franchisee, sorry, the franchisor is looking for is building that relationship of that partnership from the supplier that's going to manage the account, or, or I should say all of the accounts, all the different franchisees for the years ahead. You know, in two years when the Hobart is down and needs some assistance, mm -hmm. you know, maybe it's still under warranty. You know, the idea is that the, the, in those cases with franchises, the franchisor is looking for our suppliers to remain that one point of contact for the franchisee at all times. That would translate even on to just the, the you know, individual level of a single item to one restaurant. They've used this one time. Same thing would be there. If, if in two years down the road, the customer had problems with it. Um, our, our understanding would be that, you know, they should feel comfortable just to call the supplier and speak with them about it. Mm -hmm. But for any reason, if that weren't the case, I mean, I'd like to believe that they're finding great benefit for us to just simply be there as an, ad, an, an additional advocate for them. To, to, a strong trust factor in everything I've heard. So if I was still in the business today, I would not hesitate to use this. But let me just ask you the question. You've obviously got certain suppliers that you've done multiple transactions with. And then you've got new suppliers that are just 
entering the Quip fold, you might say. What type of evaluation does Quip do on a new supplier that it hasn't worked with before to make sure that you know they're accredited, that they're honest, that they're fair dealing, and that they're going to off you know they're going to follow the parameters of this particular system in order to make it a win for the customer, a win for Quip, and a win for the vendor. Certainly. Uh, well, so my role currently, as of today, is, is director of food service, as you said. So my role is to oversee all transactions within the food service vertical. So I'm looking at the live activity daily from our supply, well, from the customers and the suppliers. But to your point, from the supplier side, that's what I'm, I'm looking for, that sort of thing, to see how they're utilizing the platform, how they're relating with our, with our customers. You know, they, are they trying to circumvent the system altogether? Are they you know, trying to do things that just aren't fair, to your point? You know, at that point, that's what we, we unfortunately, sometimes you got to call them and, and talk with them about the kind of thing and, and help educate them of the design of Quip. But prior to that, I mean, you know, of course, we're, we're doing our due diligence with researching the company just, you know, via using the, the good old Google world, if you will, you know, using the web, right? Seeing what they do, researching who they are, looking at their website, seeing what products they're carrying, that sort of thing. Um, you know, like I said, as opposed to somebody who's listing equipment on Craigslist, you know, that's like, okay, you're obviously running this out of your garage. That's not exactly the supplier we're looking for. We're looking for somebody that already has some kind of an e-commerce or brick and mortar established, or they've already got a rental program already established. Um, our goal, as we shared uh, with suppliers, I think I mentioned earlier, is it's never to replace what the suppliers are already doing. It's simply to give them an additional marketplace to work within. So to that point, that's where we're looking to see that they've already, you know, been well established. Um, you know, they've, they've got this structure in place, the, the, the human resource structure in place to support this. You know, if it's a one-man operation, there, there might be a lot, of, a lot of work for them to tackle, quip, if you will. But if they've got a full sales team, you know, then they've got the resources that can take on the additional, uh, resource, the re different additional requests they're going to find on quip. But, it, yeah, really the big thing would be that we are monitoring it daily. We, we keep an eye on, on what's happening. And, and Perfect. All fair. My comfort level just went through the roof. <laughs> let, me, um, let me ask, is there anything that we might have missed? We covered a lot of ground in this discussion. I've got a really good understanding of what Quip can do for my business. Um, anything else you want to share with the audience, James? Not that I can think of. I feel terrible saying that, but I feel like, yeah, I feel like agree, I, I, I agree with you. We've covered a great amount of ground. And, and uh, so, yeah, I think we've covered all the bases of it. Um, you know, I, I suppose maybe to kind of pick up off that last point about having you know, people like myself overseeing the different verticals, there's 15 people in total with Quip. So there's always somebody there. We, we are not just a website. It's not just connecting, you know, zeros and ones and pushing e emails back and forth. Right. There are people behind the, the, the platform Anybody can call us directly. If you go right to our website, this quip.com, you can either find our phone number to call directly or you can even do a live chat with our team. But the point of it is, is there are people there to speak, of, to speak with, to help you through the whole process. If you're not sure that you should rent or lease, call us. Call us on the phone. We'll talk about that. And we'll help guide you to the equipment that is going to work best for you. That's fantastic. So there you have it, folks. James Tritton from Quipped.com. You can see how you spell Quipped right there on your shirt. I think that's <laughs> so yeah, I mean, this has been a great conversation, James. And what an amazing resource now for operators. We talked about convenience. We talked about timing. We talked about different options, whether you rent or you lease. Um, lease to own, lease to return, whatever. I mean, you got lots of options now. And you mentioned that virtually everything is available and that you're going to jump through hoops to find it, which I thought was awesome as well. 
So I really appreciate you being a guest today, James. Thanks for joining us on the show. Certainly, Roger. Appreciate your time. Thank you as well for having us. That was the Restaurant Rockstars podcast, folks. Thanks for tuning in, and we'll see you in the next episode. Guys, thanks again for listening to this latest episode. I'm all about providing you information that'll help you run a stronger, more profitable, more successful enterprise. Go check out restaurantrockstars.com where we have a whole number of system solutions that'll do just that. Don't forget the Sales Stars service training system will double your check averages while delivering amazing guest service experiences. Our top of the line academy system is basically a crash course in how to run the most profitable restaurant you can. I talk to restaurant operators all the time and they're missing lots of important details on how they can squeeze their profits, really max them out while running really good costs, training their staff, you know, tapping into marketing firepower, all these things that'll help them run more profitable enterprises. It's all available at restaurantrockstars.com. Thanks for listening. We'll see you in the next episode. Thanks for listening to the Restaurant Rockstars Podcast. For lots of great resources, head over to restaurantrockstars.com. And while you're there, download a copy of the book, Rock Your Restaurant. It's a game changer. See you next time.